Ah, it's an earthquake. Oh my goodness. Oh, it's an earthquake. Rumble, rumble, rumble. That's the opening bit. Hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. <laughs> well, don't do the welcome yet, because we're still in front of the... Oh, the I thought clip. we just... You said we just weren't doing a bit this week. I thought we just <laughs> no, went into it. No, I just said we're just opening it up. Oh, so, oh hi, I everyone. See. Welcome back to Sadie Hawkins Pod. There's not really... I couldn't think of a bit for Man of Stone. So this week, we're in... You know... Just ease everyone back into things because last week we put the, we put the whole machine into a bit of a dizzy by <laughs> by talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. No, and do you Wiz know who Khalifa. put the machine in a bit of a tizzy? You posting about it for an entire week. It wasn't. What a week. was that? It wasn't a week. What do you it mean? Was it wasn't three a week. days. The I feel like came, I still see them. The podcast. <laughs> Don't lie to me. The, okay, so last week. <laughs> We did our post-April Fool's episode talking about Sonic the Hedgehog by way of that Wiz Khalifa song from the first Sonic movie. And, you know, <laughs> I'm like, you know, the way we do the, the way we do things on social media is we post the episode about a particular song. And then for the week after, I post all the media we found in that episode. Well, then I just got to post all this Sonic the Hedgehog media. And sure... I changed our avatar on Twitter and Instagram and you know what? And (laughs) Danny, in the words, I took it down by Sunday night instead of Tuesday is when I would stop posting about the previous week's episode. In the words of a very wise listener, you can be a bit much. Time came when you had to hit the pavement You grew it like a caveman Never going clean again Venturing out on your own Hello everyone and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod Hello We already did this part but we're doing it again Yeah So (laughs) we do have some Sonic Hedgehog Pod (laughs) wrap up We got some Sonic You know every week we wrap up last week's episode Now Right this week, we're not April Fools, and yeah, if you're like Man of Stone, I never heard of that Reliant K song. It's a Matt Teeson and the Earthquake song, and I let let let's start let's start the discussion there. So, okay, for the last year, you know, we've been doing this podcast for like two and a half years, I think now. Wow, time it was pre-pandemic it was for pre-pandemic, sure. Pandemic, yep. Hey, remember how like in the early part of the pandemic, you were like, "We're not going to talk about it. I don't want to <laughs> acknowledge it," and then that just went out the window. At the same time, we realized it was not just going to be like a two-week thing. Well, I was like, (laughs) everyone wants to come to Sadie Hawkins Pod to get away from all this current events. Of course. Where do you go to get your relief from current world events? Why Sadie Hawkins Pod? You said Sadie Hawkins Pod be my escape, and we were like... We are here. Come to us with open arms. I mean, wait, wait, that's not right. And then we did our crossover with This Might Be a Podcast, like still at the height of that. And we were like unloaded in that episode, especially because we talked about the song For Science. And like that's a peak time when people weren't believing in science. Right, 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 right. We unloaded on Greg's episode there with all our uh, COVID anxiety talk. And then we finally started talking about it on our actual show. But yeah, this week we're talking about a Matisse and the Earthquake song because for the last year on social media and even once or twice here on the podcast, I've been threatening to discuss 
songs individually from the Wind Up Bird album by Matt Tasten and the Earthquakes. And some people might question why exactly we're doing that. The truth is we're just running out of Reliant K content. <laughs> well, Come on, are, guys. We need new music. We got we, That is one reason. We do want to <laughs> slow things down and we're going to get a good... How many songs are in this album? One second. I've still got it up here on uh, this thing. And one thing I'm surprised... Let me tell you something about this album before we get into it. 11 songs coming in at only 35 minutes. That is very surprising for what's kind of like an yeah. indie pop, huh. sort of folky album is that not the most indie pop choice of them all well i don't know i would think like every song would be like four minutes each you know i was definitely expecting it to be like 45 minutes so that's part of the reason why i wanted to do matt Tyson and earthquakes specifically the wind up bird songs because uh, here on the podcast is because there are a couple of other matt Tyson and earthquake songs that have been released from early on on the my other band comp and i don't think we're going to do individual episodes at least not on the free feed. We're not going to do those. But I don't remember. We did a crossover with Reliable Josh. And I don't. I think it was on his podcast. I love the... You, you are the one who has canonized that. It's the Reliable J podcast and then Josh. Well, I call him Reliable Josh because I have <laughs> such a difficult time trying to pronounce his last name mcterrigan even though every time i pronounce it to his face or digitally to his face he says oh you got it every time we have to say it on this podcast i'm never sure that i'm saying it correctly so i just say I reliable mcternigan mcternigan okay unless the n is silent well reliable j on the reliable j podcast when we've had crossovers with josh who runs that podcast there was one and i don't think you were in it I don't think you were in this particular crossover. Whether it was, I think it was in his feed and not on our feed. And he talked about how this song, I'm sorry, this album, his interpretation of it is that it's about Matt Tyson's divorce, which we'll get into, and the history of that. We're not going to get into like detail of the history of his divorce, just like we don't get into detail of his breakup that led to Forget and Not Slow Down. But there, you know, we got to touch on it because it's relevant. But he said that and to us at some point when we had a crossover episode, and that got the that got the gears turning in my head, thinking like maybe we got to touch on this album in more specific a way than just the way we do Patreon episodes where we tackle a side project where we listen to the whole album live in the room and give our first impressions. I'm like, there might be important stuff here happening on the wind up bird matt Tyson and earthquakes album that lyrically is going to fill in some gaps between air for free and where we hopefully get when reliant k eventually releases new music or crossing our fingers we don't know anything specific but you know eventually reliant k will hopefully be releasing new music and this matt Tyson and earthquakes album was released in 2018 2018 which is the year after the last they they last played in 2017 until the um, yeah, live tour. yeah they had played in early 2017 in Q1 because I'm an accountant they played in Q1 of 2017 and then they took their break Tyson goes and records this album and then they probably would have been back in 2020 except for the pandemic yeah this Relying is definitely K. not a a first reaction kind of album because I've definitely sort of yeah 
not necessarily changed my opinion, but just been kind of sitting with it and and listening yeah. through. And it, it definitely deserves a number of listen throughs. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to do it in the format of our regular free episodes and actually hit every song on this album because there's something here that's a little bit not as easy to you can't just scratch the surface like we do with our patreon episodes right so i want to really dig into it and there are some songs over the last two and a half years with reliant k that i've had i I feel like i have a stronger relationship with although all of reliant k's catalog i feel like i have a stronger relationship with because we've done this specific project of breaking into every song episode by episode so i would and, you know, spoiler warning, <laughs> because we still have more top of the show business, but spoiler warning, I don't have a strong relationship to Wind Up Bird. I've listened to it, but I have never, like, I've never metastasized it. I've never, like, let it seep into me. I don't think about listening to it that often. So I would like to dig into it in a way that will, you know, it could go either way. Hopefully we'll understand something more about this album and maybe catch on to more songs and be interested in it more overall. Or maybe we won't. It happened to me with Collapsible Lung is the thing. And that's a totally opposite side of the coin. But like Collapsible Lung, I would never put on before we started this podcast. And now there are songs on Collapsible Lung that I get, you know, stuck in my head out of nowhere. And I'm like, I got to listen to that song. Oh, well, I'm here. I'll listen to that song and that song. And I have more of a relationship with Collapsible Lung because of this podcast. So completely different situation as far as Wind Up Bird and Collapsible Lung. But I'm hoping that maybe we'll get a similar relationship to this album by doing every song in the style of a regular Sadie Hawkins pod episode. Yeah. This is the first time I listened to this album all the way through. I think like I, I feel like I probably started this before, like, especially when we were like, Oh, let's do a Reliant K podcast. I think I started it. And then I don't, but I like have no clear memory of listening to like any of this pretty much. So this was definitely like coming to it very fresh this week. And we started this podcast in 2019. (laughs) We started, (laughs) hold on. I can definitely figure that out. Yeah, I think it was like October, November, 2019. Okay. So we started this, yeah, I can figure this out really quick. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Okay, June, June 2019, oh, we started sorry. this podcast. <laughs> so, sorry, past uh, Danny and Jess. <laughs> so at the time, Reliant K wasn't doing anything, but Tyson and Earthquakes were still playing here and there when we started this podcast, when we were in single-digit episodes. So at the time, I was keeping an eye on Matt Tyson and Earthquakes' like, song kick, and seeing if they would play in Nashville and if we would actually maybe back in 2019 fly out to Nashville because we've always wanted to visit Nashville and we were going to maybe go see a show. But then Matisse's Earthquakes winded down, wind up bird, wind down birded. They wind down did bird and they didn't seem to be playing anymore. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then the pandemic hit and then eventually, you know, Reliant K was supposed to do the, you know, they were talking about doing a Forget Not Slow Down 20 or 21 tour and that didn't happen and now we got um yeah so now i feel like is the time to maybe retroactively like there's no specific pressure of matt tyson and earthquakes are a thing happening right now and now we can kind of dive into this album but that's our preliminary setup we talked so this is so 
out of sorts for us to talk this much about the subject of the episode for the first 10, 12 yeah. minutes of the episode. Like, we still have top of the show business. Take we still have that Apple opening. iTunes reviewers. <laughs> I mean, I, I, what, what is it? It's just podcasts. It's not, Apple there's Pod- no I in front of that. It's just called Apple Podcasts. But that is the first thing that we definitely want to touch on. <laughs> we have a couple of reviews that we haven't read online, uh, haven't read on the podcast. Ooh. Yet. <laughs> well, don't ooh yet. <laughs> So we have our first official two-star review, which is perfect because over on Patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod, and this was not planned. This is just happening right now. I'm connecting these dots. Over on our Patreon, we it was uh, this idea that I had to go through iTunes and look at people who were not happy with the direction of Forget and Not Slow Down at the time. I was hoping to find some negative reviews of Forget and Not Slow Down from like in the last five years, but we didn't find them. Basically what we found is one and two star reviews for Forget and Not Slow Down for the time when the album came out. And they are fascinating and they are almost all wrong. Look at you riding that segue like it's innovations in Epcot in 2005. And I'm still still 280 pounds. What? I'm a big guy. Technically, I can't ride a segue. Jessica's like, are we editing this out? No, it's true. I can't ride a segue. I'm too large now. Anyway. Yeah, we had a fun time. I remember that. Jessica and I, when we still lived in Orlando, we went to Epcot one day. And they had a special Segway thing at the at Epcot Center. This is not a great Segue. I, I, I threw that out there as a throwaway. As a cute and, thing. And I just kept, uh, yeah. Oh, goodness. I just kept riding it like a Segway. Riding it. Not <laughs> quite. But badly yeah. riding it like a Segway, like I'm Paul Blart. <laughs> oh, jeez. So anyway, do you want the negative, the two-star review of our podcast? Or do you want... Hell yeah, I do. Th- <laughs> There's positive ones? I didn't there's, think so. There's two positive ones and there's one negative one. All so right. what do you you want to start with the negative one? Heck yeah, I do. That's what so, I always say. Put your worst foot forward. Joey on March twenty fifth, very hey. recent. Hey Joey. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Joey and and Rachel is and this, Phoebe. Is, is this why we got the two yeah, star review? <laughs> probably. <laughs> well, they said this is while these two hosts are nice. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Their lack of reverence for the Bible and their desire for Reliant K to fall in line with woke Christianity instead is pretty dumb. I like how they they sugarcoated it. I'll take it. They even admit to themselves they wish that certain songs weren't about God. What? <laughs> well, that's all. That's mostly me. I was going to say. <laughs> like that's oh, lame or something when that literally means everything to me. So that's a bit of a oh, roller coaster. I'm sorry, Joe. Well, that's You're a bit not of, listening anymore. Yeah. But... That's a bit of a roller coaster ride. Josh, tell Joey that we're sorry. <laughs> I can only assume he's moved oh, over I... to Reliable J. It's the only other Reliant K podcast. <laughs> I mean, they. I don't know who Joey is. 
Well, I, I doubt Joey cares about pronouns if he's upset about woke Christianity. Joey could be a girl, like like the like the the lady who who looks like she's maybe smoked a little too much that was in the Kevin Smith movies. You know that one? Oh, Joey Lauren Adams. Yeah, Joey is technically a genderless. Yeah, name. you're right. And um uh uh the one that your sister you're looks so- like or says she looks like uh in in the Dawson's Creek. I never watched it. What is it called? Oh, um, was married to Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. Uh, character's name was joey i believe based on the one episode that i have seen of that show which was the finale because my parents were like jessica you're too young to watch this, this show. is a cultural but milestone. let's watch this is a cultural milestone we will watch the finale this is for be some as big reason as the mash finale <laughs> we did the same thing with friends except then we did watch like friends every now and then but in syndication jessica like... turn off that water cooler oh sorry <laughs> this is why joey really gave us a two-star yeah. review so Joey was very kind, though in the in so their roller coaster ride of you know, like saying we're very nice, but we're too woke Christian, and this and that, and but then saying like, really, you know the 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 Christ centered message of Reliant K songs means everything to them. So I don't know. Look, I'm sorry. First, like I don't like the idea of calling any version of Christianity woke Christianity because like that's the like christ was the woke like it Jewish should all person. be woke yeah christ was the woke hey. jew within uh what do you call it can protect trans the kids. Roman empire <laughs> there you go Jess. but like i don't really understand that and i but i but i totally understand like i do and i have felt bad when i've done this when i rag against certain songs being about God when I don't see it that way. Or at the very least, I think Thiessen, in a case of, like, Be My Escape is the biggest one, Thiessen deliberately, as a poet, writes in such a way as to not definitively make this about God or anything else so that anyone hearing it on the radio or anywhere can make their own decisions. And I just try to leave those things open. And if I have done the opposite and I have, like counteracted anyone's you know christ or faith based belief in you know the messages of reliant k music i'm sorry i definitely don't ever want anyone to think that i'm saying these are well i, I have said this once or we twice have absolutely been like this song is a hundred percent about a girl but <laughs> yeah i have done that but you know, there are podcasts I've listened to song by song of artists that I like. No no one that we know or even tangentially related to that will be like so definitive about their interpretations that I get a little frustrated. So I, I totally I get that. And I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. But, you know, I think that, you know. I feel like the time, the only times that I really try to be like, guys, this is literally about a girl is when I'm like, the band has said it. Right. I do try to be like, and and even when the band has said what it's about, I really strongly feel that you should take whatever message away you take. I do and believe that that's in what matters. Of the author. Yeah. I do, I, th- that's what matters that is, is what, matters, what you take what away you from is. that. Yeah. Like, and, and we, I think we talked about it a little bit last week, maybe not last week. <laughs> Maybe the week before last. <laughs> During the Sonic podcast. <laughs> about especially like uh, like taking away, uh, you know, and, and, you know, reading certain things, especially with Forget Not Slow Down, and, and taking like going through that trauma as just processing whatever trauma you're going right. through and not even necessarily of a breakup. Because I know I've had little things here and there, especially recently pop up 
where like I've really connected with Forget and Not Slow Down in and in just putting my own interpretation and feelings in getting through what I'm going through into the lyrics, especially the titular song. You know, I you can really just apply these songs to to anything and i think that's beautiful yeah that come that came up a lot in the patreon episode i mentioned before that jessica was just talking about is that there were people who were mad that there wasn't enough christ in forget and not slow down and i think there's a ton of christ in forget and not slow down but like and this is not woke christianity at all i think there comes a point in a lot of people's lives and i don't think reliant k is ever a band that you can say has deconstructed anything you know what i mean like as far as the deconstruction movement i don't think reliant k is specifically a part of that but to write an album like forget and not slow down or even collapsible longer air for free that's not like really pushing messages of Christ or ministry in your face, but still saying, here is the life, here is my life and my struggle. And you kind of know that, especially through Air for Free and how he still talks about how he's definitely still believes in God and maybe it is or isn't our business about what just what that means. You still understand, especially in 2009, with Forget and Not Slow Down, that's the lens in which he is. He st- that is one of the lenses in which he's still dealing with his breakup in 2009 at that time. So whether or not he is, you know, expressly quoting Bible verses or anything in the songs is not relevant. It's it's to it, forget not slow down as a breakup album, and he had faith then, or maybe he was struggling with it, and that's what it's about. And you know, I'm not. I just found it so obnoxious in our Patreon episode when people would say, why does every song on this album have to be about chicks? Like, that's not what it's about. It's about a heartbreaking situation he had in which he didn't know what this meant for him and he felt alone and abandoned and he was reaching out for something and he still had his faith and he had his thoughts and his feelings and he worked through it through his art and, you know, that is, and he has faith as he continued to talk about through a ton of other songs and albums. So it's like, just because you're not specifically mentioning Jesus in every song doesn't mean that Christ isn't there with you. Just because, you know, as the super, as the supertone said, even in the dentist, <laughs> even in the dentist chair, it matters. That doesn't mean you're crying out to Christ when you're getting your your tonsils, your your fillings done. Anyway, we have two positive reviews. You want me to read these? Five stars. Uh, Sure. Says North Central Florida Andrew. Great podcast for all Reliant K fans. Danny and Jess do a great job of bringing back all your old memories of the band and are helping push them into the future. Oh, I like that. Thank you, That's North Central. That's some real Center stuff right there. Andrew, yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I like how I have less to say about that. But thank you very much. And then S.C. Bain, maybe like Southern Carolina Bain. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Batman, here we are. And so, like, I can't do a Bain voice. <laughs> I'll work on that. Uh, S.C. Bain says, great podcast. Southern for those- Carolina. I like that you went there when we live in Southern California and not uh, South Carolina. Amazing. Uh, well, you know. Your sister family, lives there, yeah, so. Family lives in South Carolina, so that's why I thought that. Even though you always think it's North Carolina, but yes. I actually got it right this time, and you had you to rub did, it in my I'm face. I'm shocked. I can't figure out those Carolinas. <laughs> 
Sorry. <laughs> I know one of them has barbecue sauce that's got more sweet in it than <laughs> other states. Great podcast, says SC Bain, for those of us who love Relying K and feel like we grew up with them. I can't imagine my life without Relying K, and this podcast is making me fall in love with them all over again. Gets me in touch with eight-year-old me, uh-oh, I don't want to know when SC Bain was born, who fell in love with Relying K and never looked back, all while better understanding 28-year-old me. <laughs> okay, I could do the math, but I won't. <laughs> it's... No, 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 I'm Dan- not going to... Danny, Danny, it's fine. Keep going, keep going. With Thank you, SC Bain. All while, all while better understanding 28-year-old, 28-year-old me, far more, whose far more collapsible lung than anatomy of tongue-in-cheek. Really wishing I was air for free every step of the way. I love Thanks that. for making this. I love that. That's great. Thank I you. get all those references. I'm the little the little Captain America gif meme. Yeah, collapsible lung, I get that reference. Air well, for I free, I get that all of them. One. Whatever. <laughs> Thank you. I get I get nervous and shy at the positive ones. Like Danny, you could just read the negative ones. <laughs> I know how to react to those. So we do have some voicemails. Oh my gosh, I thought you were gonna say so going over to another platform. <laughs> <laughs> so here's David Park calling up to uh talk about our Sonic oh, Hedgehog nice. pod. David Park of Parks Parks podcast. <laughs> yep. Danny, it's David from Jimmy Eat Pod. Um, I am addressing this directly to Danny because, just like Danny, I, too, am an insane Sonic the Hedgehog head. However, my fandom sort of died out after Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles. But I did want to take umbrage. I was taking umbrage with all the things you were taking umbrage with. However, I take umbrage with you saying that the Genesis cartridges did not have to be blown out. Yes, I would say 9 out of 10 times that was true. However... You would know, however, I didn't finish the episode, so maybe you get into this. You would know that you could plug certain games into Sonic and Knuckles to get extra games. So you could plug Sonic 2 into Sonic and Knuckles and be able to play as Knuckles in Sonic 2 levels. And every now and again, that wouldn't work perfectly. You would have to blow out the cartridge you were plugging into the Sonic and Knuckles cartridge. So, uh, and let's see, you could plug Sonic 2 into it, Sonic 3 for sure, and you could plug Sonic Spinball, I believe, into Sonic and Knuckles. And I think you can plug a couple other random ones in, but some of them just didn't work and it just played... I forget. What did it do? Dan, you'd have to tell me. Did it play Sonic and Knuckles if it didn't have any extra stuff? Or did it play the game that was plugged into Sonic and Knuckles? Anyway, thoughts to think about. But every now and again, you did have to blow into the cartridge that you were plugging into Sonic and Knuckles because it didn't always work. But maybe it was only my Sonic and Knuckles. Anyway, all right, bye. Um... <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> That's it. Apparently, we have beef with Jimmy Eat Pod now. <laughs> so, he's correct for the mo- yeah. For, okay. Oh, oh, for the for the most part, was that? Are you going to finish that statement? There was the so Sonic and Knuckles had a lock on. They called it lock on. I technology. just want to say you're dan-splaining to like everyone right yeah. now. Well, we have a lot of young listeners, and they probably haven't played <laughs> Sega games. They're probably more of the new generation of Sonic fans that I talked about last week. So Sonic and Knuckles for the Sega Genesis had a lock-on technology where you could put a cartridge on the... You could put the cartridge directly in the Genesis and play Sonic and Knuckles. 
or you could put a cartridge on top of that cartridge and play the game on the top of the cartridge with Knuckles. That's cool. I mean, I didn't know that. I had Sonic and Sonic 2 that came with my Sega Genesis, as mentioned last week. And I had like Aladdin and whatever the Mickey Mouse like one was with the magic carpet. I had that one. Mickey and, and the magic uh, carpet. I don't know. I, I don't remember oh, what it was uh, Mickey called. Mickey and uh, the something of illusion. Castle of Illusions. M- yeah, that sounds about right. The music was great in that. It was a very difficult game, though. Couldn't get very far in that one. And I had uh, that, that shitty Home Alone game. <laughs> and the uh the toy story one as well i had a bunch i don't know california games was like my favorite okay well the sonic and knuckles cart i believe would only play sonic 2 and you could play as knuckles and sonic 2 is that like with a game genie no, that no, you did this no sort of the sonic and knuckles cartridge was uh-huh. a game in and of itself right but it had a thing on the top, like a Game Genie, that you could put another cart on top Interesting. of it. And you could play Sonic 2 if you put Sonic 2 on top of Very Sonic and cool. Knuckles. And you could play Sonic and Knuckles as Sonic... as no- You could play Sonic 2 as Knuckles. You could do the same thing for Sonic 3. But I'm pretty sure that's where it ended. I think if you put Sonic Spinball, as David was mentioning, or Sonic 1 or anything else, what you would get was this weird, like, uh, error message of... of Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and Robotnik going, uh-uh, you d-, like you're like Nedry from from Jurassic Park going, uh-uh-uh, can't do that. But then if you press the start button, what you'd get is 1,000 st- special stages. You'd get a collection of 1,000 special stages from Sonic 3. You know that one that makes you sick where you're going around the globe and you're turning over the blue bulbs? Yeah. If you put any other Genesis game other than Sonic 2 and Sonic 3, you would get basically you know, an endless runner, 1,000 stages of the special stage. Gotcha. Yeah. So, Jessica, what did you think of Sonic 2, (laughs) the movie? It was cute. I actually was pleasantly surprised because I went in with no expectations uh, and was like, oh, this is this is cute. This is fun. Can I say Jim Carrey, weakest part of the movie? Just throwing that out oh, there. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Thought he had a lot of bad lines. Uh, kind of rolled my eyes and was like, oh, of course, to, to most of the things well, he yeah, was the saying. Biscuit Loved everyone else. Oh, that was bad. Whole he made, was, a, he made oh, a joke about Limp oh, Bizkit and I'm like. Rough. That, now there was a there was a Trump line which was absolutely spot on where towards the end he's about to get defeated and he's like look I did some things you did some things there's good people on both sides that was like the best Robotnik joke in the whole movie and then of course some people were upset about it someone on Looper.com <laughs> said, wrote a wrote a think piece that that crossed the line good lord I'm like okay Looper thanks very much I was waiting for them to tweet it. So I could reply from some account and say, like, please fire this person. Oh, but they never tweeted that headline. So No, was, because a lot of those it's just, a, like, hire out. Take, yeah. yeah, and it's, like, all opinion pieces. That one was spot on, though, to do the Trump reference right there through Robotnik. I loved it. But, you know, okay, yeah, if, I liked Robotnik. I liked uh Trump is robotic. Look, there were <laughs> there Gary were a great uh, <laughs> there were a great amount of of uh, game references and none yeah. too douchey. The only time was when they they 
like showed off the like what the old school manuals looked like and they had only just done like a sega reference uh, like a sorry not a sega reference a genesis reference not too the far big before robot that had and an i was instruction little, like manual, uh and it looked like, like a yeah sega instruction manual. but other than that i loved it i thought it was cute most of them were really it was subtle. everything the first game should have been if movie. like i said sorry yes it's everything the first movie should have been if like i said last week Paramount hadn't done their market research and decided to market it to 40-year-old neckbeards like me who remember Genesis Remember Games. Limp Bizkit. Who remember Limp Bizkit. They realized that That's there is... That's one of those, oh, they think that we're like the parents in the audience. And that's, yeah. that they crushes my soul Paramount, in between movies, realized there are children now who know Sonic not as the Genesis games. Like... One of Matt Hoop's kids, who apparently loved the memes I posted, and this is the other big news, because Laura Hoops commented on... Now, you're like, ugh, a whole week of Sonic posts on our social media? Hey, guess what? The Reliant K official official account finally followed us because of Sonic Week. Thank you very much. Go fuck yourself. Not earning any points with John Schnack, but the official yeah. Relying K John account twice here for it. had to say, I don't get what's going on this week. John Schnack twice was like, I don't understand what's happening. Liam, but- if you're still listening, tell your dad to get on board. <laughs> but Laura Hoops commented and was like, one of our kids is loving these memes. And I'm like, cool. And then the Reliant K official account followed us. And maybe they've already unfollowed us. I don't know. But for that moment, <laughs> I was like, perfect. Sonic Week has paid I off. I mean, as soon as this episode comes out, if, if they weren't unfollowed anyone, before, they are now. <laughs> if anyone out there thinks Sonic Week was a waste of time, you're definitively wrong. The Reliant K account run by Hoops followed us because of Sonic Week. So please, please take it outside. <laughs> Speaking of bad reviews, uh, we are at a very lengthy top of the show business. No, so... but we started with all that. Okay, okay, fair, fair. Now, stock. if we do a little math, you're the accountant in the family. <laughs> uh, I feel like we're still running long on top no, of the no, show business. So start. why don't you go ahead and get to a couple of voicemails? Maybe start with like the soonest and then go go backwards well, played... just a little bit. You played David Park of Parks Parks. So here we have. Um, Daniel's calling for the first time in a long time, so we'll do this voicemail and then we'll get into Man of Stone from Wind Up Bird by Matt Thiessen and the Earthquake. So here is the voicemail from Daniel calling for the first time in a while. Hey, it's Daniel. Uh, I haven't uh, called in in a while, so this is going to be kind of some disjointed stuff. Uh, Sorry, who who is this again? It got cut off. Apparently, I guess when it beeps, it's Daniel. It's me. Who? Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's Daniel. You can see my socks. Daniel Moraine. Oh, right. <laughs> that guy. Jessica. <laughs> Appreciate it, Daniel. Thank you for calling back. And I have, I'm pretty much caught up on everything except for the newest Patreon. So if I mentioned something in there that you already covered, uh, oh, well. But, uh, yeah, I was wondering what you guys thought of the... The intro to Reliant Case set with like all the little movie quotes, like that ends with pulled onto your butts right before they kicked into playing I Hate to Have Been. Um, I definitely did not pick up every single movie reference, uh, because I've not seen actually that many movies. So 
kind of wondering what you guys thought because I know you guys are more movie buffs. I have a note here, something about Curb Your Enthusiasm. I think you were talking about the C-Spot Rock DVD and, like, where that style of videography kind of came from or, like, the humor in it. I do seem to remember, like, reading some interview with them, with Ryan K back in the day, and, like, somebody asked what their favorite TV shows were, and Curb Your Enthusiasm was one of them. I, I don't know why that stood out to me because I had no idea what Curb Your Enthusiasm was. At all, I, I think I, I I had I had just no concept of the show. I think I just thought the name was really funny. Um, I had I had no idea what it was about. I still have never seen an episode, to be honest. But I've never seen an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm to this day myself. But I did see it being filmed in Westwood. <laughs> yeah. One time during COVID. So when I told yep. Jessica this story later that day, she was so mad. Because Jessica's always been We very weren't supposed to be minded. having productions going on then, so... Westwood is... We were in a huge <laughs> outbreak. What are you doing? So, I, I don't mean to be LA guy and talking about local geography, but Westwood is where UCLA, the school, and the hospital are both located. And that happens to be our hospital from our healthcare. So, we go to Westwood... And I drop Jessica off because parking's so expensive there. So I go for an appointment. So we always like drive each other to each other's a appointments. Lot, yes, a lot and of then, our doctors are located there. So we drop each other off, <laughs> and then we sit and park until the we get a text and say, "Come pick me up." So I drop Jessica off at the hospital to just go see a regular doctor's appointment, and I go to find a parking spot to park. And I'm like, I look to my left a couple blocks away, and I'm like, oh. There's Larry David, and uh, they're filming <laughs> Curb Your Enthusiasm right now. And it's some sort of, like, traffic accident scene where he's, like, yelling at someone else he's having, had a traffic accident with because they're down an alley. And I'm like, huh, cool. And I didn't, you know, this is full-on mask. Vaccine doesn't even exist yet. COVID time. So when I tell Jessica this later, she's like, they shouldn't be filming this. Nobody no, we needs drove... Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, yeah, yeah I took her back by. We after. drove back by again, and everyone was crowded together, and I'm like... This is why LA's numbers are so high right now because people are like still going and doing production. <laughs> it sounds stupid now because you're all like, oh, it's not that bad now. But like, think 2020 full blown heat of pandemic. Production is allegedly supposed to be halted. Apparently, people needed more Curb Your Enthusiasm. HBO needed more Curb Your Enthusiasm. Well, maybe Reliant K needed more Curb Your Enthusiasm because apparently they consider it one of their favorite TV shows. Too dry for my taste. <laughs> I know I'm married to Danny, but still. Um, yeah, kind of random. Uh, something about Thank It's Real. I think the the song that they play, like, in the Thank It's Real montage, called Loud and Clear, and uh, it's their only good song. It's, it's a great song. It's a banger. It was on the compilation CD that came with uh, Anatomy of the Tongue-in-Cheek when I bought it back in 2002. Always have loved that song and always kind of wanted to get into Tank is Real. But, uh, yeah, the rest of their music is just not as good. Even on that album, just just doesn't hold up. And everything else after that, I think, was just, like, just to be in, like, a praise band. So, whatever. Um, Danny said something about Creeping Death being uh, something about, like, not having enough time on your hand, like death is creeping towards you. Uh, creeping death is a biblical story. That is about 
the plagues in Egypt uh, that Moses brings down upon the Pharaoh. <laughs> How would I know that? I'm spreading like, some knowledge. I would. I don't read it's, the Bible. I'm not a Christian. Oh, I don't think no. relying case songs are Christian. Oh Christ. no, he's kidding. Oh no. <laughs> we have never claimed to be theologians. I'm or cur- podcasters. I'm <laughs> I'm a little concerned currently that Danny is supposed to be the spiritual leader and spiritual podcaster of the South. <laughs> I mean leader. Podcast leader. I'm the financial leader of this house. I'm the spiritual leader. See, how unwoke is that? He's the man. He's bringing home the bacon. I'm bringing home the RSS feeds. I'm bringing home the Podbean memberships. Creeping Death is being the the place my song is about. Uh, Metallica wrote that after watching The Ten Commandments, the old one with uh, Charles Heston. Um... So between that and uh, the Four Horsemen, uh, I think they're actually a Christian band. It's all biblically based. Um, and then lastly, put some respect on Billy Boyd's name. He plays Pippin in The Lord of the Rings. And uh, oh, cut off just that's like right. Two words to go. It's funny because I thought about the Billy Boyd thing after I had said it because. I named my dog, who we got when I was a uh, when I had just become a senior in high school, Pippin. Uh, I named him after that character, which is really funny. And I'm like, wait, there's a reason why this sounds so familiar. That right. was why. And Pippin was April's first boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. he was and a he good little away. guy. He was a very we lost him back in pup. 2020, but he's a good boy. Yeah, but uh, thanks for bringing that up, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But yeah, I always think, you know, when I was when I was on Magnified Pod and I on their uh, finale for their skate punk season for the last. Oh, uh, they are way better theologians. Oh, definitely. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, absolutely. We don't even come close. Go read that one iTunes review. They'll tell you. <laughs> but when I was on their last Hangnail album episode, Facing Changes, I think. Is that the third one? Whatever. And I did the, like, is this a Christian band or a metal band quiz? The same quiz I gave you. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason I did that is because me getting into metal finally in 2020 was, like, there's so much biblical stuff in metal overall. And, yeah, Slayer is, like, definitively anti-Christian, even though there's a Catholic in the band. But that's a different thing. So many other Christian bands, so, no, so many other metal bands use Christian sort of themes and mythology and i'm like that's the bare minimum of christian rock is just mentioning bible stories in a non-anti way so what so why is this band not christian technically they're not actually born again or evangelical or protestant or whatever so they're not a christian band but that so yeah metallica has a bunch of songs that are based on Christian ideas, even though they are not a Christian band. Look, and you only had so many books to go off of before the internet existed. <laughs> and the Bible was the best-selling one of all. Exactly. By the way, that reminds me, I saw a... Uh, You're so animated right now. Your hands are going <laughs> crazy. I saw a window decal in a, the back of a car for Creator Creation with a K, and I thought oh. back to that, and I was like, I'm pretty sure this one was 
not secular. Oh no, was secular. No, this one Wait, was secular. Which, which one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Secular. They, sang, they they have like it was the we're okay with the devil one. Yeah. Yeah, the one that's okay with the devil. Yeah. Not that all secular Even bands are okay with the devil. Creator. Wait, 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 wait. Now I've got a pedal back here. <laughs> all, you know, all, no. The, uh, let oh, me tell oh, you about no. the dangers oh, no. of Christian rock. And I don't mean the podcast dangers of Christian rock. I mean the infamous internet article about the dangers of Christian rock. Maybe we should do that as a Patreon episode. Oh my gosh. There's I'm like, what are you talking infamous, about? Like, I don't know if it's GeoCities or Tri tricycle or whatever it's one of those like free website posting things we have a listener tricycle we do not tricycle so tripod tripod there's one of those free website posting things or or blogs where it's like the dangers of christian rock and how all (laughs) christian rock is not actually christian whoa what it it gets very specific into like how pod is actually like mystical and completely like all the icons (laughs) in there Artwork is trying to deceive your children, but then I'm sure it gets even deeper. We should probably do that. That is fantastic. I'm excited. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Just kidding. (laughs) You know what we really need to talk about before we do any more voicemails? Uh, We'll have to save them for next time. time. We need to get into Man of Stone. I almost said Heart of Stone. Man of Stone. So let's get into it. (laughs) We had a little reset there. And let's get in a little edit that you didn't even notice. And now we're getting Why into it. Why are you pointing it out then? Damn it, Danny. Man of Stone by Matt Teeson and the Earthquake. So let me tell you off the bat why I picked this. At, uh, months ago, I put out a tweet and I said, Hey, everyone, we are thinking about doing Teeson and the Earthquake songs as individual episodes. What do you think we should do to kick it off? And I did not actually <laughs> consider any of those answers in the ultimate decision to do this episode. But I'll tell you why I uh, picked this episode. So uh, let me see. Okay, so back in July of 2021, I said, we want to start doing Tisa and the Earthquake Songs episode soon. What's what's the first wind-up bird song we should do? So soon that <laughs> And Robert, <laughs> I know it's been it's it's been like over half a year. So Robert Gay, who we definitely are going to have on in a future episode when we do wind up bird songs because he's on this album. He's the trumpet right. player. We've only had Dermike on. He's, We've <laughs> never had Robert Gay on before. Well, so. Robert Gay technically appeared after because Robert Gay and Dermike were roommates. They're buddies. The yeah, they're yeah. roommates. Exactly. During the pandemic, yeah, Dermike needed a place to stay, so he played yeah. with Robert Gay. Yeah. yeah. So if you go listen to our scene and heard it. See, I wasn't there for that. Yeah. So I just know that that Dermike was there, but I didn't know that his roommate popped in at some point. So Jim Jim Ivins said Man of Stone all the way. So that's the one we ended up picking. Um, A couple other people who don't interact with us all the time, like Paul Lee said Forrest. Lucy Brenham said Oedipus who does interact with us. Uh, Eric Townsend, who of course interacts with us, patron, said also said Oedipus. Um, Angry Tortilla said Mother's Triumph. And I ultimately picked Man of Stone for two reasons. One, it was the single off of the album, which I actually didn't know when I first thought, let me do this. I, I figured that out. Let's, let's pick this song. I found out a couple seconds later, oh, this was the single, perfect. 
but I picked this. It's the second song on the album. When we started this podcast, we did our first seven or eight episodes by doing the first tracks off every album. So you'd think we would do the song Dude, but the song Dude's kind of weird as an opening track. It sets a tone (laughs) for the album overall, which I think as much as I understand the album, it's kind of weird. It's kind of ethereal. It's kind of abstract with, you know, possibly these tones of Tyson's divorce at the time. But the song Dude with like, turn it up for the boys, for the boys, like that thing is just kind of weird. It's not exactly Reliant K. Then I listened to Man of Stone, the second song, and I'm like, Man of Stone, as far as like me trying to pick a song that we would do this week, sounds the most like a Reliant K song, at least at first, first glance, first listen. So I'm like, we're not going to get too deep into the Wind Up Bird differences between Reliant K. Like you could take Man of Stone and put it on air for free or even maybe even Collapsible Lung, maybe even Forget Not Slow Down and you wouldn't think it's too out of there. You'd think it's just a standout different style track from the rest of the album. There's a couple songs on this album that I think would like mesh well with Air for Free. Um, But just here and there, not not the full album of just this. And I'm sort of afraid that that if when Reliant K comes back, they had mentioned. Now I'm hoping that this is just going to be like when they said uh, after Forget Not Slow Down that they would like to do another rock album and then did Collapsible Long. I'm hoping this is like that where they they if they do happen to do a uh, Air for Free Part Two, it doesn't sound completely like this. Right. Uh, there's know, just a little bit of a. I, I enjoyed this album, but. It's almost like I can forgive it for for because it's not Reliant K. Right. It's Matt Thiessen having the sense to be like, okay, this isn't Reliant K. And let me make a separate album of my like Nashville scene his, hipstery stuff. Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is like an indie pop sort of country inspired alt country it's hard yeah. for me to really peg down like exactly you said the genre, you and could I would put like some of these songs on yeah. air for free absolutely oh, yeah. Yeah. but you don't want a full album this i mean i'm sure some people do personally i'm like it's a little too <sighs> you know what maybe let me say this and maybe this will help you you figure out what you what, what you <laughs> wanted to say without offending anyone so when the, when I would listen to this album, I would be challenged because there's like a lack of precise kind of catchiness that I'm used to with Reliant K. And it might be because I'm not used to this kind of music. You know what I mean? I had leanings towards indie pop in college that I've talked about. Like I started to try to like... Yeah, we all know Regina Spector <laughs> is the future Mrs. Leary, okay? I tried to expand my musical palette in college outside of punk and ska music by listening to like, you know, different kinds of like mature music. And I was listening to a lot of like female-led indie pop. I was listening to like Azur Ray. And, you know, the the two solo artists, the two the solo projects out of Azure And I was listening to, like, Regina Spector. And I'm missing some other stuff. But then I would, like, listen to also, like, the Decemberists and, like, the Postal Service. Like, like I was trying to, like, try to figure out this other, like, 
mature version of Danny. And ultimately, I realized, no, I just like punk and ska music. <laughs> so now, retroactively, Fair. Matt Thiessen, who is like, you know, Relying K is a core part of my musical DNA, he releases this album. And I'm like, well, I have some basis for listening to this kind of music, but I never really was able to fully embrace this kind of music so when i would listen to wind up bird it would kind of go in one ear and out the other because the kind of catchiness the kind of melodies and the kind of style that it represented would not jibe with my like neurons it just wouldn't like connect with me properly and the one thing i can like compare it to is like is is like my relationship to jazz like i really love jazz now but back in the back in the day when I was just a little punk emo ska dirtbag, I couldn't get jazz, right? And I remember I worked at Barnes and Noble and one time I went in the back room and there was a guy who was listening to some like I don't know what he was listening to now, but he if he was listening to some like Duke Ellington or something, he was singing along to the melody of the trump of like the the horn lines in this jazz song and it blew my mind because i was like how do you listen to jazz which is felt totally random and completely outside of my neurological understanding of music and like actually memorize the melodies of this jazz music and i just realized like my brain just wasn't programmed to that but now my brain is more programmed to understand and enjoy jazz music my brain is not programmed to understand and enjoy this style of earthy indie pop (laughs) so when i listen to wind a bird with the exception of forest which totally just buried itself into like i can't i when i think of wind a bird i mainly think of little john and i was gonna say is that that the robin hood one yeah little john and robin hood (laughs) like i can't get that melody out of my head but the rest of it unfortunately kind of goes in one ear and out the other but i'm like if i listen to this album over and over and over like it took me for jazz maybe i would start to understand it better you know and and like i've i also like recently what was that um that there's a there's a beatles youtube guy that i started watching just recently and he did a whole video about how amazing paul mccartney and linda mccartney's uh, album Ram is and how it actually kind of started the indie pop genre overall and I started listening to that a couple months ago because of that and I'm like oh interesting I'm going to listen to this and I would listen to that album and I'd be like oh this album is really amazing and then I would stop listening to the album and then like I don't remember a single song from that album but I know it was good I just couldn't <laughs> tell you a single melody from that album and unfortunately that's the way I feel about Wind Up Bird and I'm hoping by the time we've done more songs from this album that I'll feel a little different but yeah, for you, maybe is it like just this type of style of music? I'm speaking for you. Tell me if I'm totally wrong. The style of music, there's something disconnected to your brain. Yeah. Like it I, is for me. Yeah, I like Biba Doobie and Indie, <laughs> but I'm not feeling this quite as much. And that was that was pre cup of coffee for your head. We're not talking about Mark Hoppus remix or whatever that was. <laughs> I was before then, long before then. But uh, yeah, I I do feel a little bit disconnected to this. And I definitely want to listen to it more because I'm like, I don't know if it's just, you know, 
a singer's voice has has a lot to do with whether like I'm into a song or a band or not. And, you know, part of my issue with Collapsible Lung was just that even though Tyson could hit those those notes and do did really well at hitting those notes, I just didn't love it. Like I just didn't love the sound of it. And so I don't know if maybe if these songs were instead sung by a lady with like a sultry voice, <laughs> with which with the exception of Biba Doobie, is Lana Del Rey, get I, out there and cover I, Man of Stone by <laughs> Not Too Soon Earthquake. I would usually listen to like like an indie song with more of a sultry lady singing it. If if that would be like sort of different and would connect more with my brain, I'm not really sure. But yeah, I kind of, as I was listening to it, I was like, all of these songs kind of sound like Rocky Raccoon to me. Just throwing it well, back to the Beatles for a second. Well, that connects back to the, the, po- yeah, yeah. Back to the Ram, Paul McCartney, <laughs> Linda McCartney album. Uh, but yeah, and, and I know I feel like there's definitely more going on with the lyrics, and we'll definitely dive into that. Uh, but I didn't connect with this in a way that where it was like, oh, there's sort of more interesting things happening here with other things that I had heard were supposed to be Matt Thiessen and the Earthquake Projects in the past. Right. It was like everything leading up to this that it was like, oh, that was supposed to be Thiessen and the Earthquakes. I could connect more to those songs right. than I can to this, even like faking my own suicide. Right. Something about this album, I just didn't quite. And, and I think it's probably just when the album came out, you know, like what Matt Thiessen was into, what, you know, yeah. was was more popular what he was more into at the time and uh you know who he was influenced by mm. and yeah i think it was just like i i just don't connect quite as much with that whereas i'm like i would like be so interested to see what what matt Tyson and the earthquakes would look like if he had put out like an, even just an EP, put out an album between two lefts and mm-hmm. not even that. Just like I mean, yes, yeah, exactly. Two lefts, actually. You're right because uh, like back it's when I pop- followed yeah. Matt, quote unquote, Matt Teeson and the Earthquakes, which was just Teeson back on MySpace, right? Because that was like you could follow all the members, but like Teeson was the one who like had his side project as his main right main MySpace. Mm-hmm. So. I'm like, I would love to know what that version of the band would what a, look like. What a like full what, length yeah. Tyson and Earthquakes album would have looked like in 2003 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know that it's going to be so different than what you're getting here. Because you're getting a very, like, what year did this come out again? 2018. 2018. You're getting a very 2018 a very view version. of that, which is so different it's than what you would have gotten like earlier. like how Reliant K has changed with every album. Which is, you know, also what I was thinking about when you were saying, like, what Reliant K's next album may be like. Is it going to be Air for Free Part 2? Personally, I don't think that's going to happen. Because if you look at the history of Reliant K, the only albums that sound even remotely similar are 2 and 3, are Anatomy and 2 Lefts. Like, they're the only ones that have, to me personally, especially as we've deep-dived, they're the only ones that sonically feel the same. But two lefts to mm-hmm, giant leap, mm-hmm, to five score, giant leap, five score to even burden the B-sides and forget and not slow down, completely different. Forget and not slow down to collapsible lung, completely different. And collapsible lung to air for free, even comparing for, uh, forget and not slow down to air for free, totally different. So if 
Matisse and the Earthquakes had actually been an active project releasing albums maybe every five years, six years. Like, I'm sure we would have had very different albums, but instead we do get this kind of 2018 version of a sort of Nashville, you know, the Nashville Tyson, I guess. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But does that not sort of, and I, I don't, I'm not trying to be a downer here. I'm, I'm as, <laughs> I as uh, Danny would say, I'm playing too. devil's advocate. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, if you sort of look at everything after the first three years, it's the, all of the albums from mm-hmm till present sort of mesh into what was somewhat popular at the time. What is the sound of now? I honestly don't know. I am asking you, what is the sound uh, of Olivia now? Olivia Rodrigo? I don't know what Olivia Rodrigo She sounds like, like Paramore. Okay, so great. Are we getting <laughs> part two? I don't, like, I don't know. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm yes. excited but scared. Like, are we going to get, a, like, sort of a throwback sound now that you have sort of, you know, your your older members back as far as we know in the band? You've right. got... Dave, John, and Ethan, are you going to give us a sound more like what you would... Are they involved in an album? We don't know. We don't know if there's new songs or not. We're not here to talk about Reliant K. We're here to talk... I'm just kidding. Oh, sorry. You're right. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, you know, Matt Season and Earthquakes, I also wanted to talk about the history of the band as far as it's understood. And now I'm realizing... If we ever got Tyson on the podcast, which who knows if that would ever happen, but if we ever got Tyson on the podcast, if this is the only episode he ever chooses to listen to. It's not <laughs> happening. Like, well, good lord, let's hope it's not. The main thing I'd want to talk to him about is Tyson and earthquakes because I find it so well, fascinating. Maybe he will, then. From like you know, all we know about is I. All that's one hundred percent confirmed is I hate Christmas parties and thinking my own suicide were Tyson and the earthquake songs. Now I in an apocryphal way, claim on this podcast that I was told by Reliant K at Soul Fest in New Hampshire that the Jefferson Airplane demo was a Teasing and the Earthquakes demo, and then it just got pushed up to Reliant K. So what I find fascinating about Teasing and the Earthquakes and what I kind of sussed out, and this is just my personal like interpretation or understanding, is that Teasing and the Earthquakes was just like when Reliant K isn't together and Tyson is working on stuff all by himself or just him and Matt, just him and Mark Lee Townsend at the, at the most that's Tyson and the earthquakes and Tyson and the earthquakes could sort of farm farm club or minor league material for Reliant K at any point, but that whenever he had downtime, he would just kind of keep plucking away at this Tyson and the Earthquakes project, but then Reliant K kept growing and growing and snowballing and taking more and more time and then Brian leaves the band. Like, the Earthquakes were around when Brian was in the band, definitively for sure, without question the Earthquakes was a name that was created when Brian was still in the band. And then you know, he leaves, the Johns join, and the band just keeps growing and growing and growing and so the Earthquakes just keeps... There's no time for it. I would love to know what other songs we missed out on or what other songs possibly like I just claim I just claim from this one thing I was told like at a festival one time that for Jefferson Airplane was an earthquake song. What other Reliant K songs were possibly started as earthquake songs and kind of graduated up from the minor leagues to the major leagues? And then finally Reliant K is just on this constant trajectory 
for years and years and years, and Air for Free is done, and the Switch for Tour is done, and they're all older, and they're like, and the Johns, you know, and Ethan and everyone have left the band, and they've they're now in this like short-lived sort of duo era, and they're like, ah, we can rest, we can take two years, we and uh, we don't we don't know COVID's gonna happen, but we can take two years. Hoops is going to focus on his family and 1981, and Tyson is going to focus on the earthquakes. And you know he's got a, he's been he's divorced now, and we actually have to talk about that as well. But he's divorced now, so Tyson's going to focus on himself and the earthquakes. And we're going to take two years off, and we're going to do our own thing. Finally, rest. Oops, COVID hit. <laughs> Everyone just kind of go underground, do your thing, and now everyone's going to think that Rylan K broke up. But that's like, so if we finally get an Earthquakes album, and it's totally different than maybe we would have got if Reliant K hadn't grown as much as it had over those years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I've also kind of always seen it as that, but also as, and I don't know if this is because I've read it in just all of my deep dives or where it's come from, but that Tease in the Earthquakes material is material that just did not fit in with Reliant K. That Tyson was like, ah, I don't know. I've written this song, but I don't know that it fits in with Reliant K. So I'm going to shelve it over here mm. with this Earthquakes project. Right. And I don't know if I am completely just assuming that, making it up, or if I did read that, read into something or what it was. You know what? Keep, keep. keep. No, that's it. I'm okay. just saying, like, I don't know if I read the river. And then, like, as you said... Reliant K kept growing and it was like he was able to rework some of these songs or just put them as Reliant K songs because he's like you know what on second thought they're not as off base as I thought right from Reliant K Mm -hmm. whereas you have songs like this where as we said it is a full album of and I think you agreed with this as well not Mm -hmm. to speak for you but that it's sort of an album I'm always speaking for you (laughs) you are uh it's a full album of songs where you're like yeah maybe one or two of these I could see like popping up somewhere on air for free or an earlier album but not all of it as one album right you know so it's like if he just sort of took all of those songs where like I I can't really see where this fits in and let's just put it all in this one album and I can perform it just on my own because it's not a Reliant K song. Right. And I didn't write it to be a Reliant K song necessarily. Maybe it started that way, but I decided as it was going, even if that's before it hits the page, even if just in the conception of it, he's like, okay, so I'm writing the song. And then, you know, maybe his first draft is technically his second because his first draft is like in his head and his second is when it comes out on paper and he went you know what by now i don't think this is going to be right a reliant k song so let me just keep it for earthquakes right and i think reliant k as a concept kept stretching throughout the years especially yeah. after after like because mm-hmm, there is some there is some consistency between mm-hmm and the first three albums but then after that what could constitute a Reliant K songs kept stretching. So maybe he was knocking some earthquake songs up to Reliant K. And, you know, let's just say a song like Baby, a song like Baby from not the cover, not the Justin Bieber cover, (laughs) but the outro to Savannah. 
a song like Baby, if you showed that to someone in a time machine, a Reliant K fan, and took it to 2004, 2003, and you're like, this is a Reliant K song, you'd be like, what? This is not a Reliant K song. You'd be like, what the hell is this? You know what right? I mean? Yeah. But it is a Reliant K song in yeah. the construct of how they grew. It's, just, it's like a child. Like, you look at a child... And you're like, this child, it's grown so much, but you don't even notice. But then you look at pictures and you're like, oh my gosh, this kid has grown so much. You know what I mean? Something like that. But, um. P.S. Yeah. Protect trans kids. <laughs> That's right. Danny can use this as his platform to spread his sonic nonsense. Uh... <laughs> you can use this to spread your woke Christianity. To spread goodness is what I was going to say. Jesus would protect trans kids. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, you know, it's funny. There's a little band. We talk mm. about them every week. And what did they say? They said, Jesus loves the outcasts. He loves the ones the world just loves to hate. That's so funny. What a coincidence. What a fucking coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Protect trans kids. So... Should we take a break? <laughs> we should. And then we'll come back and we'll read the lyrics of this actual song. That's maybe, right. So. And then we have Deep Dive and YouTube We do stuff. have one cover and a couple of live versions. So we will listen to those as well. We just want to take a moment to thank you for listening to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Whether you've been listening for a while or this is your first time, we want to hear your thoughts on this episode, your corrections, and your Reliant K memories at our voicemail line, which is 402-95-SADIE. And if talking on the phone isn't your thing, because I know it's not mine, and whose is it really, you can send us an email to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com, or visit our socials at Instagram and Twitter, which are both at sadiehawkinspod. While there, you can also see the visuals we discuss on the podcast each week. You can also visit sadiehawkinspod.com for easy access to all these links, as well as to our merch store for shirts, mugs, stickers, and more. We also want to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod, who include Isaac, James, Kendall, Josh A., Timothy, Daniel, Jay, Eric, Joel, Connor, Michael, Samantha, Jimmy Eat Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, and Brady. Join our Patreon now for two monthly bonus episodes, our entire backlog of bonus episodes, which include reviews of the case for karaoke songs and chapters of the complex infrastructure known as the Female Mind Book. You'll also get stickers, guitar picks, and a special Patreon exclusive shirt when you've donated a lifetime contribution of $60. Ooh, that sounds like fun. Where can I sign up again? At patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod. If you want to be a patron of the arts, the fine arts, the podcast arts, there's one place to go. SadieHawkinsPod.com slash. Oh, wait. No, no, that's not it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I panicked. I was about to say, and we're back. And then I realized that we're not done with the first bit yet. So usually (laughs) you like normally we come back and I'm like, and deep dive. And then I'm like, oh, no, wait, we're supposed to go over the uh, lyrics, which Usually falls more into your uh, category yeah. there. So who knows how, what we'll figure out as we go. What we'll finger out? So who knows what we'll thing- figure out. <laughs> this is all getting edited out. So who knows what we'll figure out as we 
uh, go more in depth with this album over time. <laughs> there was definitely no editing there. But it seems to me like there is definitely more abstraction and poeticism in, well, there's always poeticism in a Matt Thiessen lyric, but there's more abstract poeticism in this song and possibly in this album overall, maybe we'll figure out over time, uh, than the average Reliant K album. Yeah. So this song is very hard to suss out. (laughs) And maybe we'll suss out more of it as we go. I remember I was very confused on the song, Where Do I Go From Here? Because you really were. it wasn't as concrete <laughs> as the average Reliant K song. Look, And then when I figured out that it was a proto-forget not slow down song, I was like, holy crap, this is so obvious. How did I not know this? Right. But now we're like, we're totally in the deep end. Now we're into like modern Tyson and like postmodern Tyson. And like, we're really like, this is the... This is the most recent work that we've ever covered on this show. Even I consulted the absolutely lovely <laughs> members of the Reliant K Dark Web to ask what they thought this was about. She did. So Jessica texted Bible Josh. Danny, no, you're not supposed to reveal their names. <laughs> okay. Gotta edit that out. I'll bleep it. I'll just re- I'll just bleep the word reliable. No! <laughs> so here we I, have... Danny, you cannot expose my sources <laughs> like that. It's not okay. They're going to kick me off the Reliant K Vice Squad. <laughs> so there's a overall note on Genius for this song, and it says, Released as the sole single from this album, Man of Stone narrates the approaching pressure the writer feels to become a stronger role model. And I'm like, if you say so. <laughs> who who posted this? Matt T. <laughs> yeah, Is I don't know. Who made I can't this really comment? see since it's in over on the mobile page version. It doesn't tell me who wrote that note. Uh, so let's get into the lyrics. Verse one: Matthew Tyson singing. The time came when you had to hit the pavement. You grew it like a caveman. Never going clean again, venturing out on your own. Now, I have to question, like, I guess we got to get a hard copy of this album. I just looked into it. The vinyl is expensive. It was rare. It's hard to get now, but the CD is still easy to get. So I'm going to order a CD for ourselves. But I don't know if the CD, if the lyrics are published in the CD. Hopefully these are accurate lyrics. I mean, verse one, you know, that first line, the time came when you had to hit the pavement. Pretty self-explanatory. Right. Got to get out of there. You grew it like a caveman. What does that mean? Uh, Like, you know, it's (laughs) funny, never going clean again. I kind of read that as like, you grew a beard and never went back. Hmm. I like, I don't know. I don't know if that's correct. It's probably not. You grew it like a caveman? You never, never going clean again. Okay, what the, you grew it like a caveman. Never go- going clean shaven again. Like, okay. Danny met me. You grew I up I mentioned like a that, uh, that, seven, that 70s and 80s, uh, like, Steven Spielberg and George <laughs> Lucas and Martin Scorsese were totally my type. And Danny was like, oh, and suddenly, next thing I know, Danny has a beard and has never gone clean again. So, it's not right. true. He has gone clean. It's... 
Yeah. Sometimes I've misshaven and I've been like, oh, got to shave it down. And she's like, what did you do? <laughs> Get out of my home. <laughs> I've maybe, there's maybe been like a two week period here and there where I just can't, I can't, I can't look, look at, at Danny. Okay. So there's maybe some sort of mixed metaphors here, but I get maybe that that's, you know, from what you just said. This, the time came when you had to hit the pavement. And hit the pavement is like, hey, you're a, you're a working Joe. You're on the beat. And you got to hit the pavement. Get out there and look for a job. Hit the pavement. Get out there and walk the streets. Not walk the streets like a prostitute. But walk the streets like a, walk the streets like a, like a, guy, for the, a guy in the press. And you got to walk the pavement. You got to get out there and shake hands and figure out what's going on in the world. But then there are you both grew it like a caveman. reporters. Yeah. Never going clean again, venturing out on your own. So there's some mixed metaphor here, which I assume is deliberate, but like you had to hit the pavement. You had to work, work, work. Hit the pavement means work, work, work. And you grew it like a caveman, never going clean again. So is the mixed metaphor like you work, 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 and you grew a big beard like a like a strong man does, and you, you never shaved it clean again, and you're venturing out on your own. The next lyric is venturing out on your own. So there's like three mixed metaphors there, but well, I think the first two, the first line and the last line, you can combine together. This t- the time came <laughs> when you had to hit the pavement, venturing out on your own. Makes perfect okay. sense. But the you grew it like a caveman, never growing clean again. I kind of smush those two together. Is this a weird thing like, you know how like there are creative rhyme schemes like you know most rhyme schemes are like what like a b a b or something like that but then you can get creative with your rhyme schemes and you can rhyme them like a a b a or something you know what i'm talking about like you Mm kind of skip rhymes and you mix them up together and stuff and i'm wondering if like the metaphor is like a b b a that's where the metaphors lie right Yeah, yeah, yeah okay maybe uh, I had to give it to you. And then going on to the next uh, uh, paragraph here. I had to give it to you. I was always acting cuckoo, thinking there was something that you'd actually be kind of scared of. Wait. But I will be a man of stone. Do you have that? Because I have that I'd actually be kind of scared of. That I'd actually, I just misread Okay. It. <laughs> Sorry. Just making sure. <laughs> That I'd actually be kind of scared of. I had to give it to you. I was always acting cuckoo, thinking there was something that I'd actually be scared of. But I will be a man of stone. I'll so, call you Clint Cuckoo. I'll call you Clint Cuckoo. Best oh, movie we, ever. Well, this, I'm not even going to give context. Start Cinema Cataclysm. You know what? Cinema Cataclysm is our Matisse and Earthquakes. Like, we should have started it two years ago. <laughs> exactly. No, more than that. I've owned those domains since 2016. Chorus. We can't start until our corporate overlord sends more money. And then we're like, ah, shit, we actually have to do this. So it is hard to like suss out everything being said here, but there is like, it's almost like, it's not maybe not beat poetry, but it is like stream of consciousness. These concepts of like what it means to be a man, which I guess goes hand in hand with the song we skipped this week dude of being like this is what it means to be a man a man of stone a strong man a role model this is what it means to be that like a caveman who's growing his beard and i'm feeling kind of scared but i'll be a man of stone and i'm feeling kind of crazy because 
this is hard to do, but I'll be a man of stone and I'm venturing out on my own, but I'm going to be a man of stone. Like I get that it's, it's, it's kind of like a stream of consciousness, almost like beat poetry thing happening here about what it means to be a man. You, I mean, we did not speak about this before, but something that I personally did not come across in my deep dive until I deep dove into dark, reliant K deep web <laughs> uh, was that, but you came across was that this was potentially co-written with Cable Owens, Caleb Bone Owens, Caleb, Caleb Owens. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> cable. Cable. Cable Owens. Bones Owens, a.k.a. Cable Bones Man. Owens. Bones and Owens, yeah. So I, it's sort of interesting, and I'm sort of wondering what came in where. I'm in Genius right now, so I don't have the, the actual buy line other than just the artist uh, that I can find. Uh, it's, it's interesting because I do this every week. And yet this particular genius page tells you who's singing when, which I don't come across ever on this podcast. Uh, Because we don't, because it's, you know, yeah, they they don't tell us when it's Dave singing or when it's Hoop singing. Yeah. Hoop sang Balloon Ride. We didn't. We weren't one hundred percent sure of that, but we got confirmation at the Boston show. But when there, they were just there's a female stuff. singer on here and on this album, and it is it is noted, not annotated, but noted here. Whereas uh, under Emily the verses, where I don't Schmildy. get that usually. Schmidley, Schmidley, Ellie Schmidley. So I skipped the chorus, but the chorus is take it, take it down, break it over. Until they fit together, move the pieces all around, break it over from now on, from now on. It's up to me to set the tone. From now on, I will be a man of stone. It's another Bad Friend Teason song. It is another Bad Friend Teason song. I I messed up and I'm going to do better and I'm going to be a man of stone and I'm going to be a good boy. But it's much more of an abstract Bad Friend Teason song than anything we've seen in Red Line K. So then we get to verse two, which is credited here on Genius to Matt Thiessen and Ellie Schmidley and apparently they sing together in harmony the following words you got your ink but you think you might have taken it too far before forsaking it you covered up your nakedness and then apparently it's Thiessen alone singing the final line of this verse now all your own is curtain closed now all now you all own. you own is curtain closed sorry and i i could see why you would especially given the time of this release um view that as that um you've got your ink line to be like you know you got your Tattoos. your sig- I was going to say signature on the divorce papers oh okay. uh, <laughs> uh also I didn't know if maybe here there was something about like they were trying to do a he you know he was trying to do like a a play on words with like a you can't get blood from a stone you can't oh, get ink from a stone okay. but there is like Japanese ink stone like right writing and so bamboo. they use bamboo to do tattoos although you were not talking about tattoos nope not I'm at all I'm the one reading the tattoo for uh, the you got your ink. <laughs> 
So you got your ink, but you think you might have taken it too far before forsaking it. You covered up your nakedness. Now all you own is curtain clothes. That's so strange. I've never heard the phrase curtain clothes, but I'm guessing is that like making clothes out of curtains? Now like a a potato sack dress or something. (laughs) Like I love Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) Now we didn't talk about Tyson's divorce from this time overall. But when we started this podcast, we were fully under the impression that Matt Thiessen was married to Emily. And we don't talk about, I don't really, I don't really care about people's, any of my favorite artists relationships overall. It's just, the thing is, we're doing this podcast and it kind of gets in depth on things. And we've never talked specifically about the relationship that is Forget Not Slow Down, but we talk about it in the Vegas way. In the vaguest way, not the Vegas way. (laughs) But... We, you know, okay, what happened here was we were like, apparently we start this podcast and then we start learning from people that like, oh, Tyson's not married to her, to Emily anymore. And we're like, what? And that's not like online anymore. And then when I was talking to reliable Josh, to Josh McTarrigan, (laughs) he was explaining like, yeah, like they got divorced and they just didn't like make it like super public and it's not like edited into their Wikipedias and stuff like that. And, you know, it's just not like anyone's business. But then Tyson clearly has a new girlfriend on Instagram and stuff, you know, that he talks about. And he talked about her at the on the Amya tour and everything. So it's like, okay, clearly they are like accepting open like they are divorced, like it happened. So that's apparently what where we come from in as these naive fans who want to bother doing a weekly Reliant K podcast <laughs> and have no idea that Matt Thiessen isn't with, isn't married anymore. And that this album is kind of in reaction to the ending of his marriage. So yeah, it's like, you know, you've got your ink on a, on a divorce paper and like suddenly you're forsaking it, I guess is maybe like the forsaking of their wedding vows maybe. And all you've got is all you own is curtain clothes. I don't really understand exactly what that means. So I Googled curtain clothes okay, and TV's ropes popped up and it says drapery slash upholstery fabrics are usually wider than fabrics woven for clothing use, which means you can make a seriously pimped out dress without needing to piece the fabric together you can also get a set of draperies at the goodwill for less than the cost of the equivalent yardage at the Mm. fabric store so i'm like and i based on some of the like instagrams that i follow instagram users that i follow i know that like you can definitely especially with like the retro sort of look buy you know like old 70s curtains and stuff and make them into clothing right so maybe that is just some sort of fun hipstery thing that that uh, his ex-wife used to do. Okay. Well, I don't think I was too far off in assuming that maybe the You Got Your Ink is a tattoo reference. Maybe it's both. Maybe it's simultaneously both divorce papers and tattoo. But the next line is, It's not a sin when your skin is telling everything. I don't know. I don't know. Curtain clothes and you're covering up your nakedness, but there is ink involved, which could be ink on divorce papers, but it could be ink on the skin. Okay, fair. So again, more mixed metaphors, I think on purpose as maybe a riddle, but is what's happening here 
Like, there is nakedness, there is abandonment, there is forsakenness, as the word forsaken is in this song. And did they have matching tattoos? Were there tattoos, you know, possibly during their marriage? And that tattoo tells something, but they're forsaking that. And there's, like, you feel abandoned and naked when you are divorced and a relationship breaks up. And all you've got left is the curtain close. I don't know. I think this is deliberately being very riddle-like in its mixing. It's mixing of like three or four metaphors at a time. I think it's, you know, far beyond, even far beyond the typical Reliant K uh, interpretation that I will come up with where I will say, I think here Matt Thiessen is talking about a relationship with a girl, but he's also talking about a relationship with Christ in their big hits. Uh, I think, you know, to just kind of mislead you, to kind of let you figure out what it's about. I think even more than that, here he's like super mixing things up. (laughs) Like saying like, maybe it's like, you know what? And maybe it comes back to the thing that like they got divorced sometime around. I don't even know when. I don't even know when. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm so out of the loop. They got divorced sometime around 2016, 17, 18, it's sometime around there. It's very weird for us to dive this yeah. deep into this. It's like... They got divorced somewhere around 2016, <laughs> 17, 18, somewhere in there, right? And they decide that this is not for immediate public knowledge. We're not going to put out a press release. Like, no one's going to know about this until eventually you Nor see Matt Thiessen. No, absolutely. Uh, but then, like, you know, eventually you see Matt Thiessen has a girlfriend on Instagram. So if you're paying attention, you're like, oh, I guess he got divorced. So it's like adding to that sort of <clears throat> sense of this is none of your business in my personal life. All of these very, very dense metaphors. He's getting out what he needs to get out, but in such a dense metaphorical way. So as to, like, not immediately communicate it to anyone who wants to, like, figure out exactly what's going on. As the the proper christian podcast that we are we do not condone divorce (laughs) unless you qualify for an annulment very specific (laughs) so here's the line i want to hear what jessica has to say about oh boy it's not a sin when your skin is telling everything how could you ever lie about the girls that you were trying out? Lori, Laura, Lauren Rose. What does that mean? Because I'll tell you what it sounds like. The girls that you were trying out? Like, it sounds like the I, girl you were with. I have questions about this. Like, and I'm if like... it meant something else, like, I'm really sorry to interpret it this way. But that line really sounds like, it really sounds like the girl you're with was like making out with or possibly more than that with chicks named Lori, Laura, and Lauren Rose. If it means something else, I'm really sorry. Like, I'm not just being like, I'm trying to see something else. I just don't understand. This song's such a puzzle. I'm really confused on that line. If this is not self reflective, <laughs> if this is not a self reflective line versus a projecting line uh particularly towards uh, based on what we've kind of read into the former lyrics being about a woman 
Uh, right. Could be about a guy. I, whatever. Right. Either which way. Oh, it's right. very I guess it much could be a like guy trying a guy who you shaming, bitch. Right. Like who are you shaming? Very What's confusing. going on here? It's it gets very muddled because the whole song overall, with uh, at the very least with the genius overall annotation that this is trying that this song is supposedly another bad friend Jason song. That this song is about trying to be a better man, be a man of stone, be a strong man, be a better role model. Like, yeah, I guess if he's singing about himself, he's like, maybe he was with these other three ladies that, that all happened to start start with. Well, I mean, L I'm sure names. that's that's just artistic license. But, but then if, if, even if he singing, is singing about really another guy, <laughs> like a bud, right, or otherwise, because I just don't understand. I'm not uh, trying to figure out the most, like, can, you know, the most um, scandalous version of this lyric. But it, this is just such a puzzling song overall. And if we're totally off, if other people have better reads on this song, please let us know. I know that Jessica, as she was upset because I almost, because I outed her sources, she had DM'd someone to say, do you have a better read on this people. song? let's just say one of them was reliable josh <laughs> daddy and he said like no one will trust me ever again what are he, you doing he's like what what did you say what did real what did josh mcterrigan say i'm not telling you <laughs> well when you told me what he said it seemed to be overall that it seems to be about dealing with his divorce but then josh said i can't really get a beat on anything else going on in this song and we're the same way you know what I can't believe that it took me so long to get a beat on where do I go from here because <laughs> this is like where do I go from here is like a four piece puzzle compared to this which is like the 300 piece puzzle. Listen. Okay. Look. As someone whose name was used in Lou Bega's Mambo number no. 5. Oh, yeah. I feel for Lori, Laura and Lauren Rose. <laughs> I, do. I just want to say. I feel for them, even though I have no idea what their part is in this song. Who are they being tried out for with? Who, all, where, when? All the Lori's, Laura's, and Lauren Rose's. I feel you, girl. I mean, Mambo number five. Jessica talks about this every once in a while. <laughs> How she got made fun of in school because she was one of the names in Mambo number five. <laughs> When she was like eight. <laughs> That's exactly the time to do it. That's prime time for teasing. Well, oh, okay. It's prime time for teasing. Yeah. Okay. okay. Not for Lubega. How dare you? No, I know. That's, listen, Lubega just wanted a little bit of Jessica in his life by Some, his side. I don't remember now. I haven't listened to that song since 2001. Anyway. <laughs> But I'm saying, like, yeah, I get what you're saying. But that Lou Bega song is, uh, it's, it's quite clearly what it's about. I don't know what's going on in this song. Let's just be honest. He's a man of stone. Is he, is he like, a, is he the thing? Is he the thing? Is he, what, what other men of stone are out there? The stone soldiers from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? What other stone, stone, stone wow. men are out there? Quite the reference. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln Memorial? He's a man of stone. 
All right. Anyway. Are, are, are we done with the lyrics? Or? I guess we're done with the lyrics. So let's hear your deep dive. I think we figured out as much as we can figure out about this puzzling, <laughs> puzzling song. And maybe we'll figure out more in the future. Well, Hot Pop today had some album release news for this album. Relying K's Matt Teason to release solo album Wind Up Bird. And then it's like a picture, a black and white picture in landscape mode now of uh, Teason standing in the middle of like a a wall with a grate on one side and the other side it says, (laughs) exactly April, it says, who are you and why are you here? Question mark. Matt Teason, the front man of punk rock band Relying K, oh boy, is releasing his first you solo know, album. That's the quaintest of the. <laughs> when we started this podcast, and I was like, Relying K is not a punk band, blah, blah, blah. Like, that was in our like single digit episodes. That was the quaintest of arguments that we would ever have on this podcast overall. Uh, he's releasing his first solo <laughs> April agrees. (laughs) Is releasing his first solo album. (laughs) You okay? You did this. You did. I didn't do this at all. You gave her food. I gave her a little bit yeah. of pita bread, and now she thinks all that pita bread up there is for her. Relying K is releasing his first solo album, Wind Up Bird, under the moniker. Relying K is releasing his first solo album? <laughs> Matt, Matthew Thiessen and the Earthquakes on August 31st. You can listen to the mesmerizing first single from the album Man of Stone on Spotify now. And then there is a screen cap of Spotify with only Man of Stone on there, which I think is kind of interesting now. Uh, Thiessen has used the Earthquakes moniker in the past to release a handful of piano-driven solo songs that appeared on different compilation albums, including original tracks, The Calendar, The Energy, open parentheses, if this is you, then woe is me, close parentheses, and Poison Ivy, a cover of the Beach Boys song, The Warmth of the Sun, and a demo of the song, Faking My Own Suicide, which later appeared on Reliant K's fifth studio album, Five Score and Seven Years Ago. Check out the track list for Wind Up Bird below, and then it says it. And then it says, if you want to hear those Earthquake songs live, you can check out Maddie T and Band on Owl City's North American Fall Tour. Oh. I do rem- I, I remember that happening, but I don't think we were able to go to that, or it wasn't around us, or something like that. Then we have a Jesus Freak Hideout review, and I feel like I don't even know if any other Reliant K albums have been rated this highly? Oddly? It has okay. four and a half out of five stars. Uh, Matthew Teeson, The Earthquakes, Wind Up Bird. Genres, folk slash Americana. Album length, 11 tracks, 35 minutes, six seconds. Street date, August 31st, 2018. Uh, reader rating. Matthew Teeson and The Earthquakes is a band name that has been floating around for the last 17 years at this point. My first recollection of the name is from 2001's Happy Christmas Volume 3 compilation. The song I Hate Christmas Parties, later released on Relaying K's own Christmas album, was first credited to Matthew Teeson 
and the earthquakes. Since that time, I, along with many other fans, have been eagerly waiting for an Earthquakes album to no avail. Most thought it would never happen, as it seemed Thiessen felt comfortable to do almost anything he wanted through Reliant K after breaking away from the pop punk sound. However, 2018 is the year that this project finally comes to fruition. What was anticipated as a piano-laden release is actually chock full of acoustic guitar and trumpet with very little piano included at all. The album opens with Dude, which sort of seems like Man Part 2. Right, which I think we said. No, I think we said that in our Man episode. We did Man, right? (laughs) Yes, and I think that you did mention that it had a Dude sort of sound to it. Right. Uh, with a very similar theme to the song Man from Reliant K's Air for Free, Tyson sings should have known by now, should have grown into a full-size dude. If you're locked in a cage, who is coming to save you? The playful opener leads into the more serious-sounding first song released from the album Man of Stone. The guitar features a great finger-picked melody with a lot of heavy hammer-ons for accents. As the song progresses, a trumpet enters into the mix prominently and adds a great sound that you won't get from Reliant K. Forrest, inspired by Roger Miller's Robin Hood and Little John, follows and is an album favorite as Teeson sings about Robin Hood and Little John and, of course, Maid Marian. Ellie Schmidley gets her first extended look on vocals in this song and she is fantastic the track is super smooth sounding the bass guitar and trumpet fit perfectly together and features an excellent groove oedipus a greek mythological hero with a tragic tale is up next and talks about unfulfilled I dreams didn't join up to this podcast to be taught <laughs> things i don't need to be taught things uh and life's quick passing the re- <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. All I can think about is an Oedipus complex. So uh, right. I mean, we'll get to it when we do that song. Yep. Uh, the reversed content starting at the 2:44 mark is simply the lyric "by so fast," followed by extended O's. Closing in on the halfway mark, we find another great song, "Climb." I know that one. It's the climb. (laughs) Uh, The acoustic band number has a really catchy rhythm and features Teeson with one of his best vocal performances on the album. Mother's Triumph continues. uh, Sorry, I just realized there's a song named Oedipus and Mother's Triumph on the same album. Uh, Continues the album in a very positive direction and was written for Matt Teeson's Hear all about them on Sadie Hawkins' pod. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) for his mother-in-law possibly the strangest song on the album is higher power matt uses a lot of silly words and his meaning and its meaning has eluded me since the day my pre-order cd arrived he sings won't you let me be your higher power golly gee willikers i got the heebie-jeebies bone chilling feely burrs right up my spiny sleeve that's a mouthful (laughs) don't know what i should do 
Don't know if I should believe. Look forward to all of this on C. Hawkins. <laughs> Don't know if I believe. It could be up to you. Clearly, it's up to me to be happy and loving and gracious and kind to the people and good to the places where I can live wholehearted days full of sweet, sweet joy. OMG. So why did we have to put the whole song in here? You know what? We're going to do all these songs. Do we really need to hear anything else of this review if it's just going to be all right i'll, I'll, I'll just finish up we'll do in the future all right i'll just finish up this paragraph okay uh ellie's part comes after and seemingly goes in an entirely different direction before coming back to those same opening lyrics it's a nice song with a lot of piano but it may land as a little awkward to some clean sweep is another exceptional song with some electric guitars and overdrive it could easily be a reliant k-tune and then I will leave it there. And we will come back to that at a later date. Uh, then we have a Reddit post about the lyrics. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, I want to hear this. It has eight comments and 11 upvotes. Okay. R slash Reliant K four years ago by DCBSN. Something cool I noticed about the lyrics to Man of Stone. In the first two choruses, the lyrics go, take it down, break it over until they fit together. Move all the pieces all around. Move the pieces all around. In the last chorus, the lyrics are, break it down, take it over. It's as if the words are the pieces he moved them around, quote unquote, so that they, quote unquote, fit together and form the right phrases cool yeah I, I saw that and i don't think we got there quite in the lyrics but that's definitely like a fun little little like puzzle okay type thing uh tay likes three years ago responded i am unfamiliar with this song uh tjmo123 responded that it was from the earthquakes album uh then uh Open brackets, deleted, close brackets three years ago said, good observation. He actually takes it an extra step and the chorus has three versions. One, take it down, break it over until they fit together, move the pieces all around, break it over. Two, take it down, break it over until they fit together, move the pieces all around, take it over. Oh, nice. (laughs) Three, break it down, take it over until they fit together, move the pieces all around, take it over. Wow, okay. I'm glad this person's doing our job for us. (laughs) Yes, same. Until they fit together for the final version, Tyson moves the pieces all around. High quality wordplay. Interesting. Uh, and then awesome, awesomest Cody three years ago said the song is better than I expected. It reminds me of John Foreman's season EPs. I hope the rest of the album has the same feel, which is interesting. And then we actually have two TikToks. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> I wouldn't have even thought of it. I never do, but I wouldn't have thought of this. Uh, spinning it around to you, if you can tell okay. us what we're what we're working with. Okay. Well, the two. Max res defaults are one is like a little kid and it says which one is me it's like a picture of a little kid like six times nine times and it says which one is me we'll find out what that is when I click it and the other one is a person who I guess has a filter on them where they look kind of like I don't know like mannequin-esque sort of anime-esque let's click that one first 
Oh, this might be art. Okay, uh, makeup. This is makeup. Okay, so, so this says... Car cat cosplay? Car cat vaunt? Caracantavante cosplay. So it's cosplay. Cool. It's some, oh, it's Homestruck cosplay. So this person is doing cosplay as a character from Homestruck, which I have never played. And they're just lip syncing the song along to the song. <laughs> Interesting. I can't describe their look. It's just kind of anime-esque. It's kind of video game, indie game-esque. They got like candy corn horns on their head oh yeah and no, they've got a hoodie that has like a sort of like a pisces logo on it oh, right yeah, that's yeah. a pisces logo i think uh yeah i think so okay and this was uploaded by ultimate dot gremlin g-r-i-m-l-e-m april's my ultimate gremlin so this one might be a little bit more complex this is Nine pictures of a little boy lip-syncing the song, and it says, which one is me? Well, it just looks like all of them are him. I don't <laughs> understand. This is... Okay, these are like the weirdest TikToks ever. <laughs> and we've talked about TikTok here and there, but I just don't understand. Welcome to TikTok, Danny. It's a boy singing uh-huh. the song, but it's nine different frames of the same little boy okay. singing the song, and it says, which one is me? They all look like him. Sure. I don't understand the. I don't understand I the conceits. Not, I, what is the age uh, thing on TikTok? This child seems far uh, too young to be on the TikTok. And it looks like it is actually this person, this child's TikTok. Oh goodness! Interesting because so this is C Banks on TikTok, and when I clicked into the to the, I was like, is this their parent? And they're just they uploaded a thing of their right. kid. No, this is like the kids. T- uh, TikTok page, and when you click into it, it says this person has no content, and I'm like, I swear we just saw content. <laughs> so, alrighty, you know, mind bending, like strange, very um, as complex and confusing as the song itself are the TikToks <laughs> to this song. Amazing. Uh, then we have a blog, uh, and this is a whole album review from Blogging the B-Side. No! <laughs> Thoughts on music and culture in the past, present, and future in the uh, album review, Matt's East and the Earthquakes Wind Up Bird. So we'll at least see what they have to say about, oh, it's pretty, uh, it's, sorry, in length. Um... Uh, in 2018, Matt Thiessen of Reliant K fame put out a full album called Wind Up Bird. It has many of the characteristic sounds of what fans love about Reliant K, but there's also a bit of a mood shift in Thiessen's writing with this new project. We'll explore that a bit here. Opening tracks Dude and Man of Stone both hit with a powerful pop rock sentiment. There are some intriguing harmonies on both tracks, as is typical of the Beach Boys aficionado Tyson. There's you know, a it's sense. Funny. You know, it's funny is that like any review could say anything about what genres this album is going for. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, cool. Whereas 
all other reviews about Reliant K when they're like, this is this is hardcore punk rock. And we're like, no, you're a moron. Listen to what Sadie Hawkins' pod has to say about that. But when it comes to Tisa and the Earthquakes, you could say this is anything. And I'd be like, cool, cool. That's exactly what this is. Uh, a little less, uh, yeah, a little less uh, familiar with this particular genre. Right. Uh, there's a sense of questioning personal identity on both tracks that get the album off to a great start. Uh, and I'll leave it there okay. since we then move on. Uh, and then I have one other, if I can find it. Uh, here we go. This is from Merlot23, who we visited before uh, with different Reliant K reviews. And I'm just going to go to their, I'm going to give their brief, uh, like, sort of synopsis, and then go down specifically to the song, because they grade each song. All right. So, Matisse and the Earthquakes wind up bird. And then it says, twee, open parentheses, T, and parentheses, pop they give it a b minus grade in brief it's actually not far off a stylistic leap from some of the mellower material on reliant k's latest album to their lead singer's first solo album whether i enjoy the clever indie slash baroque pop arrangements and witty wordplay i have to admit that only a handful of teeson's songs on this album continue to stand out in my mind beyond the initial novelty of hearing him do an acoustic record. Uh, and then it just gives some some background on Tyson okay. and the Earthquakes. Okay. Save uh, this, I guess. Individual we'll... tracks. Man of Stone. There's probably a lot more to this album's lead single than I'm ever going to unearth. It's the catchiest song on the record by far, while also being one of its densest in the lyrics department. Once again, I appreciate how the song is built around an acoustic arpeggio, not just a riff made up of simple chords. And there's a more prominent backbeat once the song gets going than what you'll hear on most of the album. Teeson, a curiously confessional tone as he hints that he might not have been the squeaky clean role model that the prying eyes of the Christian music industry might have expected him to be all these years. Fair enough. I didn't think of it that way, but like, you know, I don't have any, (laughs) I don't have any ability to contest that. So that makes sense as a, as an interpretation. Quote, you got your ink, but you think you might have taken it too far by forsaking it you cover up your nakedness now all you own is curtain clothes it's not a sin when your skin is telling everything how could you ever lie about the girls that you were trying out i didn't think of ink also as like press I don't right. know. Yeah, that's a very good Who point. Who knows? I either. Nobody knows. <laughs> I don't know if Matt Teeson even knows. <laughs> but enough of this song is cryptic that it's hard for me to say for sure that he's coming to a specific conclusion about any of these romantic or sexual dalliances, or even what's real and what's fictional. This is all stuff that just seemed to have been swirling around in his head, and that... I'm assuming didn't need the baggage of being released on a Reliant K album and poured over by listeners with more of a 
perceived agenda for what their music is supposed to be about. Excuse me. What? We don't come here with any sort of an agenda every week. Thank you very much, Merlot23. By the time he throws a bit of the Boy Scout motto, on my honor, I will do my best to do my duty to God and my country into the bridge, I've given up on... Making giving much up, sense giving of up it. slowly. I'm blending in so you won't even know me. Ah, but this song sure familiar is, words. But this song sure is an intoxicating mixture of odd images and fun sounds. Grade A. That's funny because we actually did not go over that part of the lyrics, um, which is annotated. The on my honor, I will do my best uh, to do my duty to God and my country. And right. I am familiar with that. Because I was a Girl Scout back in the day, and the the like the Girl Scout law that we did was on my honor, I will try to serve God and my country uh-huh. to do something <laughs> that I can't remember now at all times and to live by the Girl Scout law. Right. Good, something like that, which uh, Juliet Gordon Lowe, founder of the Girl Scouts, uh, the Girl Scouts Museum is in Savannah, Georgia. Oh, okay. So oh, little little Reliant K background oh, you and lore and stuff there. You, there is that is the only genius annotation specifically on a lyric of the song, but I don't know if they to help people that at all times Savannah. and live by the Girl Scout law. No, Sorry. It's, it's in reference to Boy Scouts. I know, but I'm telling you, it's to help people at all times and to live by the Girl Scout law. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh funny because we girl scouts laura (laughs) lauren and Lori rose because we went on and i don't remember if i mentioned this in our savannah episode or not but when i uh was a kid and in girl scouts i lived in the atlanta suburbs we went on a trip to savannah to visit the birthplace of the girl scouts okay yeah so good stuff. That's fun. That's a fun little little. I got a question thing there. I got a yeah. question. Did you see that Pinewood all transforming? I mean, I suppose I was rather <laughs> young, <laughs> but <laughs> like Transformers. Oh, no. I don't. I didn't think of that when we did the Savannah <laughs> song, but I realized like clearly he's referencing Transformers there. <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, just <laughs> like that. I can't do a Transformers sound. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best Transformers sound I can make with my mouth. Well, that's what I have this week. What do you What do you have for us, Dan? Oh, we're definitely over two hours at this point. Oopsie. So let's go straight to the cover, and then we will hear the live versions that oh, exist of this song. Oh, look at you switching things up a bit. This is by friend of the pod, Adam Goff, who nice. recorded a cover, the only known cover of this song Woo-woo. on his YouTube page. Here it is. Adam says, It's nighttime again. I really should try to record earlier in the day, but I also kind of like the aesthetic quarantine day 11 oh yeah so this is april 25th 2020 i love the album wind up bird and this song i hope i didn't butcher it with my vocal range uh what i can totally what i can totally hit those notes totally this is even two keys down from the original matt teeson is every breath you take laced oh matt teeson is every breath you take laced with helium good question 
We will write that down as a possible question to ask if we ever interview him. Do you take helium before you record? So here is Adam Goff's cover of Man of Stone. Fit together, move the pieces all around. Break it over from now on. From now on, it's up to me to set the tone. From now on, I will be a man of stone. From now on. But you think you might have taken it Too far before forsaken it Covered up your nakedness Now all you own is curtain clothes It's not a sin when your skin is telling everything How could you ever lie about the girls that you've been trying out? Lori, Lori, Lori Rose I think the first time I heard the, the line, Lori, Lauren, Laura, Rose, I was like, that's a long name. I was like, that's one name for one girl. But that's amazing. That's a great cover, Adam. As always. I like Adam's version. <laughs> Jessica likes Adam's version better. That's very nice. But let's see how you feel about, I have one, two, three, four live versions of the song and they are all a little different in that I have an, a, a version where it's just Tyson on acoustic and that's it. I have a full band version and I have two versions where it's just Tyson, where it's almost just Tyson, but Robert Gay is also there on trumpet. Nice. So which of those are you interested in hearing? The duo of Robert and Tyson? Or yeah. do you want to hear, you want to hear that first? Okay. So here is Atlanta 2018, and this is Tyson and the Earthquakes. Then we'll go to, like, the solo stuff. Yeah. And this is, uh, I can never pronounce this word when I'm looking at it. Opius? Oedipus? Oedipus. I can never say that word when I'm looking at it written. Oedipus, this is an Oedipus and Man of Stone double live YouTube video uploaded by Kevin Kelly. Kelly with uh, an extra E before the Y. And I will skip ahead to the Man of Stone performance, live from Atlanta, 2018. <laughs> I will be a man of stone Take it down, break it over Until we get together with the pieces all around Take it over From now on From now on And I'm just seeing here right now This is um, Center Stage in Atlanta 2018 On the Owl City Cinematic Tour So when the earthquakes opened for Owl City which compares to some of the other videos I have here, which are clearly, which I'm pretty sure are like Tyson and the Earthquakes headlining shows, but like more low key, events, gotcha. more low key shows. I mean, yeah, sounds like the album. 
It does, and the audience sounds bigger than some of these other videos I found. So let's at least get to when Robert plays trumpet on this song. Heck yeah. <laughs> singing backup vocals here and you know Tyson, uh at least on this podcast and maybe elsewhere i've never heard it specifically gets a lot of crap for playing thumbs on his guitar in reliant k <laughs> but no one's gonna give no one's gonna uh, discredit that or be like what's up with that when it comes to playing this sort of folky indie pop thing you know what i mean so I'm yeah, warming up to this yeah, song, especially the 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 it's hearing it live. The diddle diddle like that, yeah, that really quick diddle diddle that I don't know, I don't know what you call that. <laughs> I don't know what you call that in a in a in a competent musicality. That's vernacular. what you come here for. I know the non music takes, but it just sounds so. You know, it sounds so full, even though it is just Tyson on guitar, and then Robert playing uh, trumpet. A little bit, but then you know, there's another acoustic version we can play as well. So um, let's play that, and then we'll play the full band version. So this is just Tyson. This is this. Oh yeah, and this is important. This is the City Winery in Nashville, Tennessee, 2017, before the album was released. So this is when he's still kind of playing around with these songs. Okay. And he has a little bit of an explainer at the beginning before he launches into the song. Um, but yeah, this song's about, about me and Caleb and, and about, I don't know, uh, a lot of these songs are about my life as it is right now. I, I feel like I'm, I'm at a turning point and uh, I'm trying to turn in a really good direction and do really good things, and that's what this song's about. So there he mentioned Caleb, which mm-hmm. is must be Caleb Bones, a.k.a. Caleb Owens, who we've brushed against information about here and there on this podcast especially during what was it like those were uh collapsible, collapsible songs, songs yeah. yeah so here he says i like, this I, like wish about- i could remember one off the top of my head right so here this he the, here he's like this song is about me and caleb i guess uh, although something obviously got cut off before this youtube video so i don't know if that means he wrote the song with caleb Hopefully in the future we will have a hard copy of the album and have some actual credits to read. But uh, yeah, I guess it's about, at the very least, him and Caleb. I also, just to double check, like he is talking about Caleb Owens, right? So I googled Matt Thiessen, Caleb. And one of the top things that comes up is this tweet where Matt Thiessen is plugging Caleb's new solo song from a couple years ago, from many years ago. Gotcha. And he's like one of my best friends. So he considers him one of his best friends. Okay. So here is more of Matt Thiessen playing this song, totally solo, no full band, no Robert Gay on trumpet, just Matt Thiessen. At a winery. Ooh. What's everyone <laughs> drinking? Some of that some of that cab, some of that <laughs> blended red. Drinking any white wines? I saw Sideways. Uh, I don't remember anything from it. <laughs> <laughs> 
venturing out on your own I had to give it to you, I was always acting creepy Thinking there was something that would actually be kinda scared That I would be a man of stone Take it down, break it over I'm just going to skip ahead a little bit and hear more further into the song. I never saw Sideways, but I believe at that same year, up for uh, also an Oscar in screenwriting and other things, was the movie Adaptation. Okay. And uh, I only got as far in that movie as when the main character, I believe Nicolas Cage, was backing out of a driveway and uh, didn't look both ways and got both of his parents killed and that upset me greatly as a teen and i stopped watching and didn't didn't bother to move on to sideways i've seen that movie and i don't remember that (laughs) but i know that adaptation is kind of like a meta movie so i don't know here's further into this acoustic performance at the city winery in nashville 2017 And then we have one more. Sorry, Adaptation was 2002 and Sideways was 2004. And I did finish Adaptation, apparently, but I could have sworn (laughs) they were from the same year. (laughs) In in my mind, they live in the same space. All right. Oscar fodder that no one watches after that year. (laughs) Who talks about either of those movies anymore? People probably talk about about Adaptation because people talk about uh, Charlie Kaufman here and there. Oh, and definitely people are talking about Nick Cage right now. Everyone's all about Nick Cage because Nick Cage is 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 just the bee's knees. And he's got this great movie about himself. So (laughs) here is Man of Stone. By Matt Thiessen and Earthquakes <laughs> at Madison Live, uh, June 22nd, 2018. And this is with more of a full band. So there's four, at least four people on stage. I don't know if there's also a drummer back there. <laughs> but there's four people on stage for sure. And here we go. You grew it like a caveman, never going clean again. Venturing out on your own. So far, exactly the same as all the other live versions we've right. listened to just now. But ooh, it's gonna get bigger. It's gonna get live band styling. Yikes! I was way too young to see adaptation. Now that I'm looking at the dates, but you know what? You know what else was around in 2002? Netflix. You know what Netflix didn't ask you for? How old you were? Not, not back then. <laughs> not back then. Back then, you could rent and get a physical disc of just, disc of just about any movie. So, <laughs> if only there was some way to get Netflix to buy you beer, you would have been all set. <laughs> no, nah, I was I was a good kid. Aside from watching movies that I was probably a little too young for and could uh, could definitely uh i would definitely not want that <laughs> i wouldn't even ask it's up to me to 
Okay, I'm vibing like way the more live, to the live version. Full band yeah. live like those drums came in. I'm like, ooh, yeah, I'm feeling yeah. this. And one other thing as we kind of get ready to close up shop is I'm just thinking about the song overall. I'm like, okay, the song is about trying, like Dude and like the song Man by Reliant K. The song's about trying to be a man, trying to be a better role model, trying to be a better example. It seems to be a heightened more mature version of the best friend Tyson songs that we always come across. I'm still resident to call this an actual best friend, Tees- uh, bad friend Tyson song because it's not exactly that. It's like very close to it, but it's clearly more, it's, it's, it's just clearly a little bit more mature than that. But then man of stone, you know what I mean? Like uh, I, I'm just forming this thought, but it's like, he wants to be a better role model. He wants to be a better man. Something went wrong and he needs to improve himself. And he'll be a man of stone. But being a man of stone isn't a good thing, is it? Like being a being like an uncarved, like unmovable object. Being like completely... Like man of stone makes you think void of emotion. Uh, unable to be changed unable to grow like stones don't grow stones can only deteriorate over time so i'm like is there some satire here is there some level of him saying like i have fucked up and i need to be a better man but in almost like a bob dylan way where bob dylan would like weave genuine thoughts with complete like satire over the top uh hyperbole is he's kind of saying like i need to be a better man so i'm going to be a cold man of stone and that's kind of like a satire in a way i don't know because i can't it's hard to get a beat on this song at all so it's hard to know if that's what well a a Taoist would say that the uncarved block is the best way to be but uh a uh, a wise man would also build his house upon the rock. So there's that. Whereas <laughs> you want to be like you're like a rock. You're that steadfast sort of, right? Okay. You know, unmoving, 
figure in someone's life. You don't you don't necessarily look at that as like a, a thing that could crumble, but as something that is a steady ever presence mm-hmm. in, in your life. I will be a man of stone. I will be steady. I will yeah. be a man who is steady. Yeah. I will be a steadfast man. I will be a steadfast man. He should have just sang it that way. I'm just kidding. He's the artist. He can sing whatever he wants. So I don't know. It's hard to tell. Hard to tell. But I'll be I, interested. I think it's as- more of that, like, it, you know, like, I will be that, like, strong, sturdy, ever, ever standing presence. Okay. All right. Is what, what he's trying to, to emulate. Right. In his personal life. Right. Well, I feel like we've barely cracked the case. <laughs> But we have more of these songs to do. But we'll be back next week with another Reliant K song. With an actual Reliant K song. So, Jessica, what do you think of Man of Stone by Matthew Thiessen and the Earthquakes? Do you like it the same, more or less, depending on how, what relationship you had to the song before? Do you like it more or do you like it less than before we decided to discuss this song this week? Well, since we we decided and then I listened to it for possibly the first time, I think... (laughs) Uh, I, I like it more, obviously, in that respect. But since even starting recording, uh, <laughs> I think I like it more. Well, there you go. I definitely, I, I feel like I like it about the same. Okay. I've, I can only base this off of having listened to it earlier this week into today. I think I don't like it anymore now that we've discussed it, but I definitely like it the same. And I just need to get in the vibe of this kind of music and see how it goes when we do more songs from this album in the coming months. Maybe we'll do like one of these a month or one every two months or something like that. We'll see how it goes depending on how many Reliant K songs we have left. Reliant K, put out more music. Exactly. (laughs) I just realized that we followed up our not Reliant K episode with more not Reliant K. And (laughs) I'm like, Danny, why why was this the decision? Uh... But thank you. I hope you all enjoyed this extra long episode of Not Reliant K uh, to make up for the Sonic episode last week. Make up for the Sonic episode (laughs) last week. You should all be so privileged to get a Sonic episode. Thank you all for listening. And for those of you kiddos who are in school and took midterms recently and had spring break, I hope you all did well. Thank you so much and uh, have a good week.